0: should be treated. The one who comes next will take the responsibility off of you so you won't have to lead all the time. The one who comes next will know what they are supposed to do so you don't have the responsibility of raising a grown-up that ain't your child. The one that comes next will offer help without you having to ask. The one that comes next Will make sure that you got something to eat So one that comes next Will take care of your children As if they are their own The one that comes next Will not feel uncomfortable With your relationship with your The one who comes next Will not have to be reminded The one who comes next Will not need a tutorial on how you should be treated. The one who comes.
1: Welcome to the Black Web 1230s podcast. I am Black Web 1230. Here we focus on PTSD. We focus on relationships, evolution, music, which is short for acronyms, it's R E E M S. We also cross tie that again with PTSD, which stands for rapid eye movements, that is basically um, calibrated and observed by clinicians, uh, psychoanalysts, about the activity of dreams. See how we work that out? So, PTSD, uh, music, and dreams. Perfect. Perfect Trinity. So, in this episode, we're gonna. uh, This is like a late night episode. Um, The previous two episodes, um, I've been focusing on artists and projects. I'm sorry, I'm eating, and look like I have to. Put these red hots back in. Red hots is a form of sausage from Baltimore. Um, that is custom. Like, you know, other than crabs, we, fold, we like uh, red hots and we like uh, corned beef sandwiches. Matter of fact, remember, I was just talking about that. I grew up on corned beef sandwiches, so, um, but I really like um Now, I find the pastrami mixed with the corned beef is excellent. But anyway, we're back. Um, The previous excerpt you heard was by a pastor uh, talking about the type of woman. And he was dead on. As far as the pastor, I believe it was Jamal Bryant. Jamal Bryant is also from um, Baltimore, so be more. Uh, And every word... From the previous excerpt for which you just heard this uh I wouldn't even call it a sermon, I would call it a testament. It was was like one hundred percent, one hundred percent truth and one hundred percent fact. I never use those terminologies. Usually it's ninety percent fact and ten percent truth. The reason why ninety-six percent fact is because you're talking about actually. How, what really happened Is the black, white, up, down, truth, false Where it leaves no room for one's own Mixture of the truth Or as I just say, of the event Now the truth is 10% That's what you perceive yours, Your side of the story Just as well as like In the Bible where it says, the Holy Bible has is 66 Books. Those uh those are sixty six books of truth. Some some are redundant because if three people witnessed it, you're gonna have three different uh how can I say um narratives. You know so um, we don't focus on the subject we focus on the objective. So the objective is, basically, tonight uh, I decided to do a late night excerpt, um, I don't know what's going on with me, um, as my body becomes less toxic, as it used to be. Notice I said, less toxic. Um, feelings are coming back as far as, like, um, um, uh, human intimacy feelings, um, um, booties are looking extra good. Um, uh, yes. Um, smiles are looking like honey. And voices are like a breath of wind. You know, you could hear, he, he, uh, I am so like, uh, in tune right about now that I can actually hear the heartbeat through the woman's through the woman's voice okay so um, what we're gonna do is um, this is like 1230 I was gonna call it a layover mixer, mixer, mix up uh, mix a mega mix and um, no, I loving you need to love it got I love you love you allows me to love myself a little bit better and notice that love is the greatest weapon. Love is the greatest power, and always stay peaced up. Hey, look! I just got a like I said, this is just layover. It's so a layover. We really don't have any type of uh, set or structured protocol as far as the podcast, and you know, we just sit around, just hang around a plane, and start tripping. Well, while I was hanging around the plane, I started. Uh, I heard one of the pastors, one of the 1230s, one of the nefs, say, okay, you already know, one of the 1230s say, we're fly a bullshit.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and the reason why I wanted to pastor said that is because I told uh, the captain, I guess she- uh, one of the uh, I'm the Captain Black Wolf, of course, 1230. Uh, one of the 1230s heard me tell a young lady that she has infinite beauty. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, 1230 is a female, and she says, Hmm, we're about to fly over. Shit, bullshit. Women are a trip. I am not lying, right? Let me tell you now, I don't uh, change or refute anything about God and His policies. I listen to things about the universe, because I'm trying to learn about the universe, because it's, it's basically, the universe is basically the tray of God, and what I mean by the tray of God is, it's his vessel, and the light is the, uh, the food, the entree of God. So it's the food on top of the tray. universe is the tray. And the um, light is, is the food. So, now, in this situation, let's clarify what this is right here, right? That statement, right? That was God that wasn't the universe that was the light how was that light because the two female 1230 sounded to me like she was jealous (laughs) you know I'm saying stuff sweet to another female man Let me show you this, Frank. For almost seven years, I'm going to say really five years, I've been uh, to myself. I haven't been dating. Um, I've been having casual relationships. Casual relationships is physical. Um, You know, um, so... um, I I was I was a chronically homeless vet for seven years uh, due to um, not having good veteran support systems in Baltimore, Maryland. Um, I mean, I had apartments, rooms, etc., etc., but something was always wrong with it. You know, crooked landlords, slum landlords. Anyway, no one. reached out and said, hey, you need a place to stay. I'm talking about family, ex women, etc. etc. So um I was in the streets. Like Beyonce said, Break my soul and a song and Y'all ain't out in the streets like that, in case you forgot. How we act outside. Y'all ain't outside like that. So um Luckily, I have. Um, um, how can I say? Luckily, I have. Let's just say I have a family that are veterans, um, um, brothers that are veterans. Um, I call them um, ghetto angels and street guards. And there has been uh, ghetto angels and street guards from uh, people from the industry. So, um, not saying too much, but during that time, I was well aware and well conscious of their environment and why they were there. Um, I've done things that are. Uh, I bring shame to the average person just to survive. Um, um, So to survive, uh, um, I attempted to take my life more than three times. justification or purpose of attempting my life is um, God was not doing his job either fast enough or better enough so I wanted to take my life and change my physical form to a spiritual form I know I know Um, whenever I attempted to the, uh, the take my life, I will wake up and i go, damn. <laughs> <laughs> I open my eyes and I go, damn. The shit ain't work. Right? But when I woke up, right, I said, oh my gosh, I'm, something's going to um, I'm going to have some type of difficulty because of the action I've taken this first take. Um, Tempting to take my life, did not happen. I had no complications. It was like the next day, like nothing really happened. That, that that's that's the power of God. Hey yo, I mean, I already got, got my coffee, right? You know, y'all yo, go get yours and come back. Twelve okay. We on flight twelve thirty eyes the layover, right? You know uh, we dedicated. I try to uh, dedicate my appreciation to artists at least to a week. We uh we did Rihanna because let me tell you why I'm such a big fan of Rihanna is because she's a young old lady. You understand what I'm saying? So I mean. And whatever's going on in, in the industry, they ain't got to do with me. I just know what her art has done for me. Her masterpiece has given me a fire and a second, a second win at life. I mean, it was in the process. Like I said, man, and her video diamonds, man, when that horse got out from the other horse, I saw myself being down. And I was down because The thing is that I was feeling guilty, shame, and and, and, uh, disgust because, you know, my daddy, I lost my daddy at age 55 through aging orange complications, Vietnam War, you know. As his life uh, progressed, he he became sicker and sicker. sicker. See, I didn't know this. I just know that I was watching the outside of him. Um, he was, I didn't feel, I didn't realize that man was going through so much pain until I saw his death certificate. I said, oh no. See, one thing about me, I don't like pain unless we fight, unless I can distribute it, right? I'm telling you like this, right? That's why when I look at people, when I look at people with their tattoos or whatever, I said, damn. I can when I got my first tattoo, it was, uh. In Venice Beach, California. I was on my honeymoon with my second wife, and um, dude, uh, I had never been in so much pain that I couldn't return it. Man, I wanted to smack the shit out of that motherfucker. It felt like the, the back part of a knife cutting through my goddamn skin, and I hated it. I didn't get another one. And then I look at these, you look at these women, right? Now, I'm going to say like this, right? <laughs> I look at these women, they got, uh, all right. My ex-wife had a lot of tattoos, right? So we were very competitive for the military and stuff like that. So when I looked at her tattoos and she had it, I was like, wait a minute. I said, God, how is this woman able to get these tattoos? And they're killing me. Uh, so I, uh. During that time, I was, I was going to Kansas State University studying physical anthropology, and um, I'm not bragging because of that, of course, but I was doing something positive with my life, and I just wanted to know, I just wanted to understand human behavior on how humans think. Because 90% of the people, or 90% of I'm was different on how I think and the things I believed in. Yeah, they carried around the Bible, but well, shit, they were doing more fucking and sucking up in the church. So, yeah, you know, I was Catholic. So, when that shit went down about the Catholics and you know what I'm saying, and the, the priests and the little boys, that didn't affect me. Because the thing is, is that I'm going to tell you something, right? They used to always put me out of Catholic camp. They used to call me Rosemary's baby. But I'm going to tell you something, right? The nuns used to sit there and watch me. And the priest, they, 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 really, they, they, the fathers and the brothers, they, they, they adore me. You know what I'm saying? It was like, you know, it was like they the priest was the aunts and the nuns was the uncles. They were cold. They would sit there and watch me, and when you hear when you see them watching, you would hear the eyeballs move and shit like that. Like, don't you move. Be ready to attack, man. They need a dick. They need a dick. That's how you know, I don't care what y'all say about the Catholic religion. Most of them nuns down there crack because they need some dick and they ain't yet none. All for the Lord. So I can't knock that. My mama mean as hell. She, she, she ain't had no consistent dick. She didn't want no consistent dick. Unless it was my father. And then after they broke up, after they divorced, they were still calling each other husband and wife now me as a child right see mom, i say, mommy's still giving it up to daddy it's, it's something going on see i was a nosy little kid right not nosy but i was very absurd meaning i couldn't pull nothing over my eyes and i had four of them okay um you know daddy would come over and to where when, when they divorced him he moved, he coming town, knocking the window, mommy opening the door. People coming to town. Me and my sister be in a room, in our rooms, chilling, and I smell waffles. So I said, women, hold up. Hold on. Today is a waffle day. I I came from an environment where my mother didn't believe in serving two meats. If you had bacon, you ain't had eggs. You had like grits or whatever. You know, et cetera. So, too meats and stuff like that. So, food wasn't fun. Mommy cooked, she was a damn good cook. But, food wasn't fun and I learned that. I'm gonna tell you something, my, my mother, no matter how hard she was, she is, or she, she still is, or she was on life, she showed me what the world is like. My mother is the world. Motherfuck you, do what you gotta do, you grown. Hey mom, what does definition mean? Look it up in the dictionary. So notice I said I looked up things and went to school and back to what we said saying about the tattoo. I noticed that um. I noticed that uh, I think I was I was uh. We had a class on uh, livestock, and we had a class on basically you know, um, producing a healthy stock of beef because Kansas was uh. Kansas had two types of beef that, uh, that was high grade. It was called, I believe it was called Hereford. I got bull in my head, so I got some brain my brains. But most, most of the stuff I can still remember. Hereford was the white cows and black onions was the black cows. Well, I ate more of the black cows than the black onions, which was lovely. I could smell the wheat, you know, at, 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 as, you, as you cook the steak that day or the grains that the, uh, the beef was eating. So back to what I was saying about the tattoo. There are certain things I pay attention to features. Physical anthropologists pay attention to features, muscles, muscle development, uh, uh, bone structure. Like in a certain woman, I'm crazy for features, right? If a woman got a certain pronounced cheekbone, cheekbone and how their pelvis is connected to their thighs, I say in Ebonics and the Streaker, she built for war. She's a breeder. There's ancestral history and the bone structure. I, I, I actually would like to see that woman's skull up on a, a, a radiology image, it's beautiful, it's a work of art. So, um, so when my wife had all these tattoos, she was getting them in what you call sensitive places. Um, these sensitive places, uh, basically, was soft tissue. Soft tissue was pain. And she was getting them, I said, hell no. So, because I wanted to challenge her and get, and get another tattoo. But I didn't want it. And my tattoo was on my bicep. So I wanted a place where I couldn't feel it. Now either a lot of guys from the service would get drunk and get tattoos and shit like that. I wasn't, I don't, I I can't go through pain and not distribute it. I wanted to smack the shit out that tattoo Polaris. Uh, I couldn't. So I didn't go back. So, um, Coffee time.